Good day. So the word of God comes to us today from Mark and Luke. Under the caption, in order to give water from the fountain, we must first drink from the fountain ourselves. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for life, we thank you for your grace, and we thank you for your mercies. As you're about to open your words, we ask that you open our hearts and minds, unclog any impurities, any self-sufficient spirit from us, remove it. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, unburden our soul, help us to trust in you and to rely on you and in your words. Send your Holy Spirit to be with us. Let this word be substance to our body and bring about a change within our lives. Thanks for hearing and thanks for answering. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our first reading is from Mark 1 verse 35 and it reads, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitude place and there he prayed. And I must say that early morning prayer is very essential because there's little to no distraction. Actually, there's no distraction at all, especially if it's 2, 1, before, or even before day, like 12. You know, there's no one to disturb you. So you can give God your undivided attention and you can speak to him clearly without filter, tell him everything that easily besets you. Nothing holding back, nothing at all. And it prepares you for the day. Because when we draw from the fountain in the morning, it gives us that strength and that power to go throughout our daily task. You know, reflecting Jesus and doing it effectively. Because the word of God says that whatever we do, we must do it to the honor and to the glory of God. Luke 5 verse 15 and 16 reads, However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitude came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayer. Two points in this. Because he drew from the fountain in the early morning, it made his work efficient. It was powerful. It was impactful. So much that others could see that he was a child of God. He was the son of God. So they drew near to him to hear what he had to say and to receive healing for their minds and their bodies. And not only that, we saw that he got up early in the morning and prayed and drew from the fountain. And he gave from what he got from the fountain and he went back after giving to get some more. And we'll go to Luke 6 verse 12 and it reads, now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continue all night in prayer to God. So he went in the morning, he gave, and then he, after giving, he got some more. And then in retiring to rest, 
he ensured that he fed his soul more with the fountain from God. You know, it wasn't something of a want. It was a need. It was essential. You know, the essential of prayer, that prayer lifts us up to God. It brings us closer and closer to Him. It creates this bond. It's intimacy. You know? And Jesus was not only a man of prayer and knew the essential of prayer, but He also knew the essential of getting into the Word of God. It says here in Matthew 4, verse 4, I'm going to read it. Alright, we'll start from verse 1. It says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. So here Satan thinking that because he was physically hungry, that he was spiritually weak. But it was quite the opposite. Though he was physically hungry, he was spiritually full. So much that he, full with the word, full with prayer, he was totally full with the Spirit because he had communed God. So much that he could have used the word to rebuke Satan. And he said, Satan told him that if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. He answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. And here Jesus demonstrated that he did not only live by physical food, but it was the word that sustained us. And give us the strength to rebuke and resist Satan. It was a live demonstration in action. Uh, he demonstrated that the word was essential. Because he did not just rely upon physical food for strength of the body. But he knew the essential of spiritual food. That even when we're physically weak, we can be spiritually strong when we abide in his word. And even Satan, Satan knows the word. And he has twisted it from beginning to the end. One thing I realized about Satan that his tactics... It never changes, just like how he brought about distrust in Adam and Eve by telling them that they wouldn't, they wouldn't surely die. And they did die, not a physical death, but a spiritual death, which is worse than a physical death. Here he was trying to bring some kind of, he was questioning God basically by saying if he was the son of God. And he quoted the word in verse in verse 5 when it says that, Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, show yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angel charge over you. In their hand they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And that is the word twisted. 
Because if we read Psalms ninety-one verse eleven to twelve, it says, "For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone." So do not be fooled. Even Satan knows the words and study the word of God. And it's the same word that today that he used to deceive people by twisting it, twisting the truth, and because. Men love darkness rather than light, and they refuse to read the word. When Satan twists the word, they do not know that it's being twisted, but receive it as it is the clear truth. And I would like to end with this statement that a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian, and a Christian who refuses to study the word of God. Is like a visual impaired person who refuses to wear their glasses, and you will always stumble upon temptation and snare, because strength we have no strength of ourselves. Our strength and our power comes from God, and the self-sufficient spirit that we take today, believing that we can do everything, is not of God, but of Satan himself. And I will end with. Psalms one hundred nineteen verse one hundred five, which says, "Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." A lamp shows us where to step our feet, and a light shows us that in stepping we can see the danger ahead if there's any thorns or tears on the ground. And Satan is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. Satan never rests. He's always trying to devour men and kill them in their sin. So when you don't have that light or that lamp to know where you're stepping, or to see the danger ahead of you, you will always fall into Satan's snare, and sooner or later, you will be destroyed. So today, if you hear the word of God, harden not your heart, but seek Him while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. He is there waiting for you to come to him. In Isaiah thirty eighteen to nineteen, he said that he waits on you, so that he will be gracious to you, so that he will extend mercy to you, and when you cry out to him, he will answer you. God knows what we need, and he sees everything. But in order for him to help us, we have to have that desire for him. We have to cry out to him. Thus, when we go to him and tell him, it creates this intimacy. It builds this relationship, and when we have relationship with him, it creates a bond, this love that though Satan may cause destruction and problems around us, we will not be shaken because we know our peace and our hope does not come from earth or from man, but it comes from God. Do have a blessed day.